Hello world, it is time to get amongst it on Golf Subpar. Colt Nost, as always, joined by my main man, Drew the Sleazy Man Stoltz. Drew, how we living? I'm living great, dude. Good to be back with you after a nice little uh, Thanksgiving weekend. How, how was the Thanksgiving? It was Anything fantastic. Now I'm just, you know, a lot of sleep, a lot of food, a lot of booze. Pretty normal. A lot of football. Have to be Thanksgiving a of, for that. A lot of bad gambling. Just yeah. a normal week with some turkey yeah. in the middle. I'll tell you who had a good Thanksgiving. Our man, Charles Barkley. Ah. How about his performance in match number three, him and Phil Mickelson getting the job done against Steph Curry and Peyton Manning? I was so proud of the guy. So same with me, dude. Going into it, I was like, I don't care who wins. Couldn't care less. I just hope it's fun. I hope there's good banter. But more than anything, I was like, I don't like, – Chuck put himself out there on an island. Like, mm-hmm. he was open to criticism. No one knew what to expect. I was like, please just be, play golf. You know, just go get it around. You don't have to be perfect. You don't got to be great. Just – Get it? Because we we've know that on the range, he's been okay, right? Like, he's been able to hit it and stuff. And we saw it leading up. I was like, but that first tee shot, dude, I literally had, like, sweaty paws. Oh. I was like, Chuck, just hit this. Just get it on grass and keep it moving. Because if he if that hit showed up, I was like, it's just going to be an avalanche of bullshit that he's got to talk he, about. He didn't hit it one time Mm-mm. the whole day. He had some bad shots, but he had a lot of good ones. We had him on our Sirius XM show, Gravy in the Sleeves, yesterday. He sounded like a kid on Christmas Eve. He was so excited about how he played and how his golf game is trending. He's like, look. All you guys have peaked. He goes, I'm just now getting better. So, yeah, you guys are on your way down. Yeah. I'm on my way up. So, but you're right. It was cool to talk to him and just hear how excited he was just to play golf. Because that's all he wants, dude. He's not going to go trying to shoot par or anything no. like that. Just let me go play with my boys, be able to get it around, keep it moving, and, and make some pars. And hit the. And, and he did He did it in the hardest spot possible ever. Because if it's going to come back, if that hitch is going to come back, I mean, national television in front of the world, like, that's the time. So I was I was so happy for him yeah. that he just I'll, that he played the way he did. I'll be honest. The Chuck T's helped out a lot. Him it, not having hit driver hurt. everywhere was a big big key to their success they had a nice strategy going in him and phil phil was a little cheerleader out there with his pom-poms giving him a little mental coaching on every single tee shot every single a little uh, everything a little mental coaching yeah, sorry oh, holy a lot. god sorry, the phil. man gives some info doesn't he i mean dude like first holes like what do you think inside right right edge or whatever four minutes later yeah. after phil goes through the whole thing it's like oh yeah it is right edge but i was like yeah maybe just say that to start yeah but i love these events i think it's really really fun i think we definitely need to get two pro golfers involved where it's not just one on three like it was this week, but I think you get two pro golfs, two other celebrities. I think these are, we're going to see a lot of these events, and they're really, really fun. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's just something to fill the gap, have some fun golf, get some people out there that you haven't seen before. And I think you're right. It became apparent. Like Chuck was the wild card going mm-hmm. in, right? Like if he does what we've seen in the past, anything could happen. Phil might not be able to play a shot. You know, he can be kind of neutralized. Once Chuck was up from those tees and getting it on grass, I was like, this thing's over. Look, one team's got a five-time major champion, and one team doesn't. And that, yep. that's kind of what it turned into. Yep. In the end, it was a runaway. But you know what? They raised a lot of a lot of money for charity. It was a great event. A lot of fun to watch. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there will be a next one, hopefully, uh, around the summertime and get some new people in there and some maybe some old names, too. I think Chuck will be involved at, oh, either course. as a player or a broadcaster. That's the thing, though. Having him play is fun. But he's my favorite guy in the booth, too. Yep. So once he plays, it's like he's not in there. And I, I'd like to see him in there, too. Yep. He's, it's a lot of fun when he's involved. And I'll tell you what's going to be a lot of fun is this week's interview, Sleaze. We got the man, Justin Thomas, down in Florida, and it was a blast. Dude, this is – I feel like I say this a lot, but I'm not lying when I say it. I feel like this is one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. we've done. I mean, JT is we, – we've seen him on match number two and how good he was in front of the microphone. But there, there's so many guys out there that are aware of their brand, I guess, and how big they are and stuff and are kind of – hesitant to loosen up and really show who they are jt isn't one of those guys like he's just you sit around with him it's just like sitting around with one of your boys like but yet he's the number whatever three golfer on the planet right now yeah he just he lets it go that's what i love about him he's very entertaining he's funny and he's not afraid to say what's on his mind and i i respect that a lot i wish there was more guys like that that were willing to throw that out there but i get i get it and in the corporate world you got to protect things a little bit but here's justin who's just like you know what i am who i am 
Take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, his last match, you called Chuck a fat ass on, on national. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. a lot of players that even if they wanted to, be like, oh, that might sound bad, might get people offended or whatever. JT's like a regular dude. Uh, we had so much fun playing with him. and, hang, and I mean, he opens up his house to it. Yeah, come on down and let's record from your house. There's just not a lot of guys that would be willing to do that. He's one of the few, but th this legitimately one of, probably one of my favorite ones we've done. He played some pretty good golf when we played with he him. He doesn't too. look terrible right now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's in good form, I would say. All right. Well, I can't wait to get to it. I think you all are going to love it. But before we get to Justin Thomas, a word from our official sponsor, Bushnell. Slaves, we got the Bushnell Rainfinders right here. The Tour V5 Shift, these things are amazing. Got the jolt technology for when you hit the pin, you know exactly how far you got. You got the slope up and down to know exactly how far you got to hit it. These things are incredible. It's hard to play golf without them. If you don't have a V5 Shift, you're an idiot. Go out and get one. 99% of Tour pros are using it. I don't know who the 1% is that isn't. But, dude, it's just literally become a thing you got to have when you go play. I, I haven't played around a golf without one of these in ages, and Bushnell, the only brand I will use. That 1% probably loses their card every year. Yeah, they're out, they're out shopping. Yep. It's because they're buying theirs. They ain't even giving them to them. Go get the newer two, new Tour V5 Shift from Bushnell. You can save $25 when you spend $100 at BushnellGolf.com by using coupon code SUBPAR25 during checkout. All right, here he is, the main man himself, Justin Thomas on Golf Subpar. All right, what a treat this is going to be. We have a major champion, FedEx Cup champion, 13-time winner on the PGA Tour, but most impressively, I would say, probably the only guy on the planet who can call Tiger Woods dum-dum on national TV and get away with it. Justin Thomas, welcome aboard, brother. Thank you. Thanks yes. for having us. And occasional appearances from Frank. Yeah, yeah Frank. Oh, yeah, we got an extra guest He's in here. He's in your backpack. You got the Labrador. Thomas. Get out of there, buddy. There's nothing for you in there. <laughs> no, but seriously, Justin, thanks so much. First yeah, off, man. thanks for welcoming us into your home. For sure. It's rather nice place. Got a lot more trophies than mine and Sleaze does, yeah. I'll be honest. Slightly. Yeah. Just a few. It's all right. But I mean, uh, let's go back to the beginning, fella. Obviously, we've known each other for quite yeah. a long time, but you were, you've been destined to be a pro golfer since pretty much day one, I would say. You know, I remember your dad telling me you only wore pants instead of shorts growing up. I did. Um yeah, I don't. Looking back on it, it wasn't as as cool as it, it looked uh, tough though. I did, yeah. I, I, I at least for half of the year I could play it off. That it was pretty cold in, in Louisville, but um, summers are not cold in Louisville. But I still still wore those pants. Did you play any other sports growing up, or was it just all golf all the time? Uh, I played other sports up until it mattered when how good you were, and mm. then I stopped playing all the other sports because I wasn't very what good. Were, at what it. was your next best sport? Yeah, if you're gonna go pro in something else. Uh, well, that, you got to be good to go yeah, pro. Man, so you would have worked your way there, I feel like. I mean, basketball is what I like the most besides golf. I played that up until seventh grade. Um, stopped in eighth grade because I didn't make the team in eighth grade. So that's uh, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, but Michael Jordan didn't. Yeah, make so you and MJ. Jordan yeah. got cut too. What type of basketball player were you up before the career ran out? Uh, you know, ball handler, passer. Oh. Um, wasn't really much of a shooter, so. Well, not very tall, can't jump that Jason high. Jason kid -ish. Distributor. Sure, yeah. yeah. Game manager. Yeah, game manager. Those guys are valuable. That's me, yeah. smart, you know? Okay, yeah. And then after that, after seventh, at eighth, was it eighth grade where you got the ass? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was just shut down, straight golf all the time. And then you said, I'm just going to start winning everything I play in from now on. <laughs> you guys actually have me thinking that I might have been pursuing another career. But, yeah, after that, it was it was official <laughs> that I sucked at every other sport. So golf better be my go. You well, can hype your you can hype anything up you want. We don't do a lot of fact-checking here. So if you want to be like, yeah, dude, I was all state. That's how a lot of it is nowadays. Just you just it. say whatever you want. And if someone 
corrects you, so be it. Woodland told us he was good at basketball, too, and I know that's bullshit. Yeah, everything he says is. But we obviously found out you were really good at golf at age 16 when you played the Wyndham Championship when you really thought you were a badass. (laughs) Made the cut. Shot 65 the first day, I believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that week. What do you remember from that week? Um, I remember being in over my head, uh, getting there. I remember being excited because it was the first time I, you know, was actually spent time around pros in the ropes. I mean, I'd seen them from being at tournaments and stuff, but, uh, my dad caddy for me. I mean, I remember every day having to show my credentials. So the guy would let me in the range because he didn't believe me. Um, but, uh, and then a good story that I do have from that week, I was talking about this with someone, uh, a couple weeks ago was on Friday. Yeah. Friday we got rained out, uh, or just with the time of year, had some rain and didn't get to finish. So on Saturday morning, uh, came back out and my dad heard the restart, um, 7am restart, you know, that's when we're going to get going. So go home. I was staying at a, at a, at a friend's house that week and we get out there at about, you know, 5:45, have some breakfast and, uh, go down to the range and I'm the only one on the range, go putt. I'm the only one on the putting green. It was an eight o'clock restart, not a seven o'clock restart. So (laughs) nice getting a jump start. I was like, man, these pros really don't warm up very often. And then I was like, why is nobody here? And like officials like, yeah, it's an eight o'clock restart. And I looked at my dad, I'm like, really? So I guess that was on me too, but it's always the caddy's fault. Dad's fault. Caddy's fault. You remember who you played with that week? Yeah, I played with, um, Tommy Ganey and oh, wow. and Chris Blanks the first two rounds. I remember Chris Blank, Blank shot 62 on Friday. And then I played with Jeff Clouck and Jimmy Walker on Saturday. And then I MDF'd. I didn't make the cut on Sunday. Okay, I still made cut. Yeah, yeah exactly. Made, first off, we count what that. did you think of Tommy Ganey's action? Um, I remember it being interesting, but also, <laughs> I mean, not of if this guy can do it, I can sort of thing, but it more of a – just make what you have work because he clearly did. Um, I probably remember Double D more than anything because he was caddying for him. And I remember when I hit my tee shot, he he said, you know, I remember that first first tee shot I hit as a pro. And I, I felt – I, mean, I, was, I was 16. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who you are, Don. I'm sorry. Hey, weirdo. <laughs> I would no. argue Ganey is the – maybe you could argue he's the most impressive guy because it is so weird and so all over the place. And yet it, he finds a way to get it done. Yeah, yeah, someone like Ted Potter, too. I mean, what he's won twice and looks different, but... There's many ways to do it. That there is. 800 mini-tour wins, yeah. yeah. All right, well, obviously, you're you're destined to be a superstar, but you take your talents to Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. to Alabama. Were you looking at going anywhere else, or was it roll tide all the way? Yeah, I looked at um, a handful of schools. I mean, I wanted to make sure that I took as many visits as I could. I just wanted to... I wanted to at least know what was out there or know what could be happening. But now I, I looked at, at a bunch of different schools. I had it down to, I guess, five or kind of the, the ones that I took another visit to. I uh, also had LSU, Florida State, Texas A&M, and Stanford, along with Alabama. And I I loved all the other schools. It just it was, it wasn't was really a second. It was only Alabama. Um, it wasn't any other way. And uh, I'm I'm glad I made that decision. Did you, did, did you get the Jesus Shuttlesworth treatment? Yeah. What? Uh, no. <laughs> the bunny? It wasn't? Yeah. I did not. Oh, Jesus. Louisville never, <laughs> Louisville never in the mix? No, I. it just was too cold. The was weather. Crabtree the coach there when mm-hmm. you were there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I took a 
I hate to say this. I took visits. I kind of used them for the good basketball games. I, oh, there so it is. I, I, uh, I, I went to the – I remember a UK-LSU game, and then uh, I think I went to uh, a UVL-UK game. Because so, those were hard – still are hard tickets to get, but uh, I made sure to, to make that well count. Well played. Yeah. yeah, that's smart. Smarter that's, than I look. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did Saban get involved in Alabama and the recruitment at all? Did you meet Nick Saban on your recruiting trip? I did. That's a, I did. That's a – that's a, the game over. At that, I feel like at that point. Yeah, it was cool. It was. I went. My unofficial was during the LSU game. Uh, that was. I mean, LSU was. You know, another really good year. I think Alabama was a top five team. LSU was definitely top ten, maybe even top five. And um, it's probably two, three hours before game time, where they all probably three hours, four hours, and they all leave from. Uh, the hotel, the the capstone, I think it's called, and Coach Saban kind of has a little room or had a little room that he was set up in there. And Coach Sewell, the the men's golf coach, is very close with with Saban, so he's like, let's let's go in. I want someone? I want you to meet someone? And went in, and my mom, dad, and I sat down and talked to Coach, and he's a huge golf fan, so he was talking golf, and um, and I'm just I I couldn't get through my head that they're about to play LSU, their biggest game of the year, and he was taking the time to talk to me. So well done by Coach Seawall yeah, there. You, yeah. You still have a relationship with him. Y'all talk quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's he's such a he's a great guy. I mean it's he's takes what he does so seriously. But for me, um, I mean I, I ask him questions. I ask mm-hmm. him for advice because he, he has such a great mentality and mindset, I feel like, toward competing and especially toward winning. Um and I think it, you can't really compare golf to many other sports, yeah. but he does a great job of trying to keep his players in the moment and and be where your feet are is kind of what he always says. So that's something um, whenever I have a question about some form of mindset or, or mentality, you know, there's a there's a handful of people I talk to, and he's definitely one of them. I got, I got to ask you this real Go. quick, though, real quick, because we've had you on our SiriusXM show many a times, and it was right after you got a text from Jack Nicholas telling you congratulations <laughs> when you actually didn't end up winning. And there's a lot of emojis yeah. involved. Yeah. Who sends more emojis, Jack Nicholas or Nick Saban? <laughs> Jack Nicholas, coach does not text. <laughs> I, I just like I can't her. imagine Nick Saban <laughs> sending a text. When, oh, whenever Frank, you got Frank all Frank riled won't up. Be quiet. Uh, no, I I always know that when I need something from Coach Saban, I text his wife, Miss Terry. That's when it's like, hey, I want to talk to Coach. I'll text her, hey. Hope you're doing well. You know, I'd love to talk to coach sometime. Is there, is there anything, or is there any time that works? And she's like, yeah, he's just on the, you know, on the couch watching film right now. Now's a good time to call. So. You got to go through his people. Yeah. How is yeah. he different? Like personally, you talking to him on the phone versus what you see like in the media after a game. His demeanor doesn't change. He's very, very tough to get to smile and laugh. Um, I, I, I sometimes have to catch myself because I'll be. I like to BS with them, you know. I like to joke around with them, and and I was actually telling them about how I watched the Georgia game with uh, with Kisner, and um, we rented a house that week, and I was like, yeah, Kiz was talking to Kirby, and and I was watching it with Kiz, and Kiz was making all these excuses, and man, I was just so happy to you know see us win, and I'm kind of laughing, and he didn't say a word, <laughs> and I was like, so uh, the game this weekend, huh? anyway, yeah. yeah, way to go, I'll call but, you later. Yeah, so he's that part of him doesn't change, but once he loves golf. So like a lot of athletes, that's kind of his, he wants to talk about golf, just like we want to talk to him yeah. about something else. So, um, it's he's easy to talk to well, you. I mean, you are a diehard fan. There's no doubt about it. I've watched the games. I've, with I've you. gotten better. Colt. You've gotten, gotten better. better. Well, I, I followed yours and Jordan Spieth's group at the PGA mm-hmm. and obviously a number of times they brought up how big of a fan you are. 
Scott Van Pelt brought this up, and I said, let me t- tell you something. If you ever want to feel uncomfortable, go watch an Alabama game where they're actually losing with Justin Thomas. I go, I felt more comfortable in the gym. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, – he gets up and leaves. Like, it's not comfortable. I respect that. I respect that. One once. time. Yeah. But when you lose once every four years, dude, it's going to hit you a little harder. Yeah. When it you... was a national championship game, too. Right. It's not like – Stings. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. It's not like the cow. The Cowboys lose every week. Like, yeah. That's a thing, listen, but... this is about you. This isn't about me. <laughs> Don't Stop deflect. It. Let's yeah. not get into any of our teams here. We're sorry, on a little sorry. bit of a cold oh, strike sorry. right yeah. now. But let's let's go back to your rookie year on the PGA Tour because uh, 2015 started off a little slow, missed the first couple cuts, mm-hmm. and then you, you kind of figured things out a little bit. Was there ever like a little bit of a panic at all when you started out on season? You're like, oh boy, I just missed my first two cuts right out of the gate. Um. A little bit, and it's just kind of bizarre. And I, I mean, I remember it clear as day. It was the, um, it was a Sunday night of the what was the McGladry then? Now the RSM, and I, I finished dead last. I made the cut. It was the first cut I made the year. I finished dead last, seventy first. I made like point eight FedEx Cup points. So <laughs> rounds up, by the way, I had one. You're on the board. I'm on the board. But um, that night, just went and had a couple drinks with some guys at, um, I think it was at Bubba Garcia's, that place there, and, and Hudson Swafford was there. And I'd known Hud just through golf, and we were just kind of sitting there and talking. I don't know if it was a, a little bit of a, a, a beverage conversation or if he was just looking out for me, but he just told me, he was like, dude, he's like, you, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, like what's going on? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm I got on the PGA point. Tour or whatever. He's like you don't have your tour card. It's like, yeah, I do. He's like, no, you don't. He's like, you can't play in what you want. He's like, you, you do not have your tour card until you earn it. If you, you can't come in here like celebrating and enjoying this time. He's like, every event is huge. <laughs> Just like There's that. our next guest. Mind, yeah. <laughs> um, and he said how every event is huge and it's just important to not get caught up in the moment of, oh, you know, I'm on the PGA Tour at such a young age. This is so awesome. And he's like, you don't have your PGA Tour card until you go earn it that first year. And then you choose what you plan and you're picking your schedule. That's when you have a tour card. And for some reason, I don't know if it was just the right amount of beers I had, but it kind of resonated. And um, and I finished third my next event in Jackson, Mississippi. And then I think like 17th or 20th in Mexico and then and then started off the, the following year better. Off to the race, I think you finished like 32nd or something at the end of the year that year. But I want to rewind just a little bit because you had to spend one year on the on the web.com before mm-hmm. you got to go to the PGA Tour. The Corn Ferry, get it right. Well, was, mm-hmm. he never he played on the web.com. Yeah, I know. Just, right. You got to handle the sponsors. The Corn Ferry? Please. Okay, yeah. All right. You played on the Corn Ferry slash web.com for one year. You didn't. There was no tour cards available at the time. Do you think that the one year you spent there led to the success that you had your first year? Or do you think you would have had that success in your first year if you could have gone straight from Alabama to the show? Uh, no, I, I think I think my good weeks could have been just as good on the PJ Tour, but my bad weeks, there's no way. I wouldn't have had the consistency. I wouldn't have had just the the overall understanding of what's going on. I think that was what was huge about the – now you got me confused what to call it. The Corn Fairy yeah, web.com, exactly. uh, the corn.com tour. Yeah, uh, I like was, that. Is I learned how to be a professional golfer. You know, I'm – traveling every single week or gone three or four weeks at a time going to new places you've never been before playing in pro-am staying in hotels you've never been before trying to figure out what the best way for me to spend an off week is how to train how to do this and that and I think because of that year and it also taught me how to win taught me how to be in contention although I didn't win till the end of the year 
being in contention as often as I was, I think helped me learn how to handle it better and how to pretty much not handle it yeah. because I, I clearly wasn't doing it well uh, earlier in the year. So I think it was really helpful. You mentioned you mentioned the win though in Malaysia. I was there. You were Remember? being there on the 18th green when you were mm-hmm. there. Obviously, it didn't take you a long time to win, but was it kind of frustrating that you didn't win in that first season? It or was, was. It kind of like, all right, for number one goal, let's make sure we have a full-time job next year. It, it wasn't. Uh, I, I was I was expecting to play well and win. Um, at the same time, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to. It just was more of a, I think that I should, or I think I, I have the game too. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of – I mean, I always look back at the uh, – out in Palm Springs, I – I still think if I start that tournament over on 16, knowing what I do now and putting me there, I think I would have won the tournament. I just, but that's because of situations like that is, is why I learned, you know, I hit a club off a tee that's completely unnecessary that goes into a bunker and then I chunk in the water and I make six. And when I'm tied for the lead, all I have to do is birdie one of the the next two, which are two sand wedges yeah. and then a birdie of par five and I win the golf tournament. Nice so. caddy and shorty. Yeah. Yeah, way to go. You're fired. <laughs> Pack your shit. Pack your shit. You're I honestly here. didn't think Shorty's name would come up in this show, but I'm glad it did now. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had a little adrenaline and um yeah, it was it was it was a tough scene. Bro- I know- Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, from that point to where you are now, do you think it's more so like your physical game has gotten better, everything's tightened up, or just you you know how to manage your way around the golf course and just get it done? I, I would hope both. If I haven't gotten any better in either one of those spots, then I, I'd uh, that would suck pretty bad. I would <laughs> I would need to rethink a lot of things I'm doing, but I, I I know that I've gotten a lot better physically. I mean, I know every part of my game has gotten better, but I mean mentally, I just am night and day better than. I was as a rookie on tour. Um, I think I'm a lot better at turning those 73s, 4s, and 5s into 69, 70s, 71s. And I think that's the that's what separates the best on tour is, is everybody's great days are, are great, but it's how good are your bad days. Sleaze yeah. is kind of the opposite. He turns those 68 into 75s. I, yeah. can, I can spin that any way you want it. What do you want? You need a 77 out of the kid? I got it. 16 <laughs> greens? I get it done. I get, I'm very versatile. But you, JT, you've won 13 times on tour. <laughs> you got a major FedEx Cup title. You shot 59, and now you've been on golf subpar. Good round. What? It's 59, by the way. I never yeah. told you that, by the way. It's good what, round. What's next? What's your next goal you, you're looking to achieve? Obviously, another, I mean, we got a little tournament coming up here in a couple weeks. Yeah, probably. I'd like to win that one. Um, I mean, if we're going to get specific here, but there's plenty of, of tournaments and things I'd like to win that hopefully if I talk to you guys again, I can add a couple more things to my resume. I, well, you mean, well, we'll see if we can fit you in. Yeah. Okay. We're pretty busy, pretty booked up here. We'll, we'll slide you in. I know you guys will pr- probably yeah. have a hard time coming to Florida again and mm-hmm. maybe playing some golf or something. Yeah, maybe if you could send the plane next time, that'd be a little helpful. It was a oh. bit of a bitch getting here. Connecting through honest. Charlotte's really not that cool, I'll be honest. The chick next to me on the plane here threw up today, no <laughs> lie. So That's actually a true story. <laughs> not, not kidding. She was there. I think she was going into a seizure. She was breathing into the bag, like whatever that's called. And then I was like, this chick's having a problem. And then she ended up throwing up after that. So, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> it's going to take some work. Wow. Yeah, you probably don't see that too see often. See what we went through to get here to you? <laughs> you probably don't catch that too often on your flights, huh? Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah was, we were walking through the Palm Beach Airport. I was like, wonder when the last time Ricky and Justin saw this place. <laughs> it's seen better days. Um, what is never for yeah. 500. Yeah. But I know you're a big team guy. I mean, you love those President's Cups and mm-hmm. Ryder Cups teams. Do you get more pumped up for those than, say, like a major? Or is it just different? Is it it's different. different. It's yeah. different. I, I get I get pumped up. I, I definitely get a lot more pumped up, but um, I don't know how to describe it. I, I'm 
my preparation is different. It's like I understand those those team events are usually coming off of a tournament. Uh, I mean, the Presidents Cup in Australia was different because it happened to be in December, but you know, the Ryder Cup is usually right after Atlanta or mm-hmm. the Presidents Cup or whatever it is. So it's like you're pl- you're playing a lot of golf golf leading up to it. Whereas a major we are kind of building our schedule around you. So you're coming off of an off week and I'm, and I'm specifically training for that event and I'm getting ready for that event, hitting shots for that golf course. But like getting to a team event, it's, it's takes a while to get to that Thursday or Friday, whatever the event starts. And then it's just like this, it's over. And it, it takes so much out of you. And I know how important the rest days are for those events. So my, my focus and my uh, preparation is different in a major, but uh, my emotions and um, and the way I act on a golf course is a lot different. Yeah, what goals. is it about the team? Because I think it's so cool. Like, I think back to Melbourne. You make the putt on 18. Everybody's yeah. going crazy. Like, there's so much emotion. And it happens. It's, like, just kind of understood. Like, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, that's the way it's going to be. But, yet yeah, in individual golf, you never – like, if somebody does that, they're like, come on, dude. Relax. You know what I mean? Until, like, maybe the, the last round of a major yeah, or something. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it's because you – I don't know. You have teammates to celebrate with. Like, yeah, if I – if I made a putt on 18 to win, you know, the masters and looked at Jimmy and said, I love me some me. I think everybody in the world would think I'm the biggest douchebag there is. Yep. Good um, point. But in a team event, for some reason, I, it's cool. I could well, get away with it. A I want to, there's still plenty of people that thought I was, yeah. but I, I don't really stay care. On that topic uh, a little bit. Totally though. fine. But obviously that's what, um, with Tiger on 18 at the mm-hmm. president's cup, you both yell, I love me some me. Mm-hmm. Can you please explain that a little bit and why that even came up? So, um, <laughs> Bud Colley and I are really good friends, and and he and another friend of mine, we've just got kind of got on these wormholes of YouTube or Instagram videos, and T.O. Terrell Owens has just an <laughs> unreal like montage of these videos. He's had some and, moments, and he's just got that. He's got a a scene on the field where the camera's right in his face, and he just looks. He's like, "I love me so me, I can't stand myself," and he just yells it. And I said something on the on the team bus on the way to the course that day, and nobody had heard of it. Nobody had seen really? it, and I'm like, I just had it on. I'm like, just pass it back. Everyone see it, and everyone loved it. And I said, I'm telling you guys right now, if I do something, something worthy <laughs> something on the golf good. course today, I am going to say it. And I didn't even think about it. Like, I made a putt earlier in the round, and Tiger kind of like whispered it to me, he, like he mouthed it. But then on 18, as soon as I made it, and I just looked at him, it just was like. Oh my God! This is it. This is the perfect time. And to have say. it be with Tiger, like yeah, I mean, that's just so cool. Yeah, I, I blacked out. I don't even really know what happened. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think I think you're the biggest douchebag douchebag ever if you did that at an individual tournament. I think I'd like it. Yeah. Well, at least I got one person on my yeah, team. All right. Yeah, I'll back you. I'll back you on that. What is? I mean, obviously, it's well known. You and Tiger have become pretty close over the years. What has he meant to you, and you and your career? Um, he's been a lot, man. He's. I just respect him so much. I, I I looked up to him and and his golf game and how how he won, how he went about it. But now getting to know him, just his preparation, how hard he works. But probably the coolest thing for me is spending time with him with Charlie and just seeing um, how he loves being around him in the golf course and him and Sam both. I mean, he is such a good dad and he loves being around his kids. And it's just it's cool because. I think a lot of people might unfortunately give him, you know, a bad rap because of how he maybe is to the media or the people. But it's like, I mean, that dude can't go anywhere. Like he has a compound at his house for a reason because he needs everything he needs there because he can't go anywhere else. And I mean, I'm sure he would gladly take that for 
you know, someone who hasn't won and, and can go anywhere he wants, but it's, it's just, to me, that's the coolest thing is to watch him interact and getting to hang out with them and, and hitting different shots with them and learning different things. But, um, it's just, it's, it's been a lot more of a friendship than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be something where he would, you know, we talk here and there from time to time, but I think he likes uh, how much shit I give him and he kind of gives it back and we're able to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to kiss his ass. Enough people do that to him. <laughs> That's uh, true. So like, it, but obviously you, you weren't playing with him or practicing with him when he was in his prime, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he's probably told you about kind of like his work ethic, work ethic back then. When he tells you some of the stuff he used to do, does it make you kind of look and be like, man, I don't, am I doing everything I need to? Or do you do as much as he does? Or he did. It's different. Yeah. Uh, I always tell him, I mean, it's easy for him because he doesn't have any friends. So it's, like he, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's got yeah. no one else to hang out with. But uh, <laughs> no, he is it, it different. I personally couldn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I've gotten really, really good the last year and a half of or two of understanding when my time is my time to practice. And, you know, I, I think I my rookie year and my second year on tour, I was maybe practicing going out and spending eight hours a day on the course, 10 hours a day. And yeah, that might be helpful, but is it really that helpful? Like I'm so exhausted and so tired. I may not even remember what I did or my body is just not in good shape. Whereas now, you know, I'll go out for three or four hours or sometimes two hours and just, I'll be alone. You know, I don't want to practice with anybody. I just go in, I have a plan when I'm going in get my work done and I'm done. But, um, no, I, I I know that he's one of those rare breeds of he kind of did his own thing, and there's times where where guys put in put in that work, but um, no, it, it's it's interesting too to see how when we first became as close as we did, he was hurt and he was a lot more willing to help me and tell me stuff, and uh-huh. uh, and it's it not it quite as much. That was going to be anymore. my next question. So like he's probably would be in the conversation for the most like intense competitors in mm-hmm. any sport of all time. Like, do you go to him and ask for advice? And if so, is he willing to give it, or is he kind of like, hey, I'll be your boy, but you figure your thing out on your own? It it really depends on the timing. I have to be smart about when I ask. Uh, I mean, this week, next week, he's not going to tell me anything. Uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, when first time I went over to his house was a, two or three years ago. Uh, I think maybe three years ago because he didn't play the Masters that year and he hadn't announced it and he wasn't going to announce it until a couple of days prior. So he's like, why don't you come over? We'll chip and putt. And kind of the first day I went over, I'm like, how are you feeling? He's like, all right. I'm like, you think you're going to play next week? He's like, I'm not going to play. Uh, he's like, I haven't told anybody yet. So he's like, don't say anything. I'm like, yeah, no, for sure. And so, I mean, he's just teaching me so many shots around the greens and what holes, you know, I'm going to use it on and how to hit different bunker shots and why I can't do this and why I can't do that. And I was like, man, that was unbelievable. And then the next year, uh, I was like, hey, <laughs> let me know if you want to do some short game work this week. Like, I'm around. He's like, I'm playing this year. <laughs> like, New phone. Out, kid. New phone. I was like, Who yeah, is? I know, but let me know if you want to practice. He's like, I'll see you in Augusta. <laughs> like, That's <okay>. awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I respect that. That's awesome. I love like, that. I do, too. I'm back now. I do, too. Yeah. I got to ask you one thing. It's not a little off subject, but I was looking at your PGA Tour profile the other okay. day. And I'm sure you have no idea what it says. But under special interest, it's blank. Oh, really? You have no special interest, apparently. You're an interesting dude. So oh. let's just say we're going to fill it out right now. What would be under special interest for Justin Thomas, besides S- Alabama football? Special interest? It's blank. Got all your other things in there. There's nothing. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really do it. So I've, that's why it's blank. Yeah, I have no <laughs> hobbies. You're not fishing? Like all the, you, I, I like all you Jupiter fish. guys go out on the boat and yeah. fish and do all I mean, I have, if friends ask, if guys with boats ask me to go fish, but 
I don't live in the water and I don't really like to boat, so I'm not gonna. Oh, there you go. No reason to waste my money. All on right, the that's boat. probably not on the list. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't really. I like vacations. Does that count as a special yeah, interest? Yeah, I go to those discovery Sports properties. Sports gambling. I do. Sports gambling, betting overs. Sometimes. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. But you've told us many a times, you, when you do something cool and you have an achievement or you win a tournament, you always treat oh, yourself yeah. to something mm-hmm. nice. Do you have these things like listed out? Like you kind of know like, all right, my next win, I'm going to do this. Or is it something that just comes to you once the win happens? I try to. Um, probably four or five of them I've beforehand I've known. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, my next one, I'm doing this. Like my man cave in my house, I was like – my next win, I'm starting this and we're doing this project. And one time it was a car, another time it was a watch, another time it was another watch. It was like, or I'm gonna get something for my mom or my dad or Jill. It just, but or a Colt, which or, you always never come through with. <laughs> yeah, we we've had a couple of times where I was gonna get Colt a watch if I won. And I oh, he told me about it. He never really harder for you. He was really life. high on you that I, week. I, I, I believe seemed, I seem to not want to win those weeks. So sorry about that. Colt. Yeah, there's something See, about maybe that. Maybe something, something bigger than a watch. You'll really try. About really? Yeah. What what's bigger than a what do you want? Car, a plane? I don't know. A car? car? Maybe some Jesus. hours. Some <laughs> hours. All right, some hours. No, no that's reasonable. Cash in the watch for some hours. Okay, well what do you have? Yeah, what's what, next? What's picked up? out for next? Yeah. I don't have anything specific planned right now. So this is one of those times where I'm Ooh. not exactly sure. Right. Um I did I my car is not in yet. God, I it's, know. It's, you want to tell the people what yeah, you got? Can on we order? hear about it or is it it's it's Top a secret. Lamborghini Urus. It's it's gonna okay. be here in four weeks, three weeks. I was kind of really be... expecting it to be at West Palm Airport waiting on me. <laughs> yeah, you, one <laughs> would. Yeah, think. I guess I could have picked you guys up. One would think Sorry that'll be that. useful around this gated community with 600 horsepower. That'll be good. You can almost get out of first gear maybe once I'll in a while. I'll be able to zip can, it to the end of my driveway. You can coast down to your golf club and then coast back, but you have 600 ponies just in case. <laughs> I love it. Well, Slee, should we get that? Asking for a friend, or you got anything else you want to go through? Well, we have a special segment before asking for you a friend. You want to go to that first? Debuting for the one and this only is JT. Our, this is our first time on Golf Subpar debuting What Do You Mean, which we created on our SiriusXM show, which you are a legend at. You have the, the crown currently. Don't get too comfortable. It can be taken, but you are, the, you are the undisputed king right now of the so segment. So let's, let's explain real quick to the people listening. We have this segment called What Do You Mean, where basically we find funny lyrics and rap songs, and Justin, or whoever our guest is, has to break it down. Yes. And explain what it means. And he's very good at this. Yeah, you got to. It can only be for hip hop guys. You can't ask yeah. a country guy. You know, yeah. you can't have you know one of those guys. Uh, so you got to be a hip hop guy. You're big into hip hop. Quickly, who are you listening to right now? You know, there isn't that much new stuff out lately. Um, I've, although I wasn't a huge fan of his of his stuff, I I kind of like Twenty One Savage's new album. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple good stuff on there. Uh, there's just kind of random songs here and there. Cool. Jack like Harlow. Uh, that was, so that was my next question. You have to be on Jack Harlow, right? Yeah. Louisville guy. Louisville I feel like dude. you two are going to, I feel like you're going to be in a music video at some point. That'd be cool. You just did Tyler Hero's whole yeah. song about him, I know. dude. You go do some things. I'm maybe you get a song. I'm well, a golfer. That would I'm make sense. Street cred. I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't not. pick either of those guys. From That's my fine. Songs. That's okay. I picked a guy named Two Chains. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is great. Are you ready? Yeah. I am. So cold, I frostbite him. No pig Latin, but I hog tied him. What do you mean? Make him read it again. Make him read it. Just yeah, read it again. So cold. Hold on. Can I've, you can you like sing a little no, bit? Like a little rhythm. I'm a country boy. Okay. All right. This Hold is on, hard. Let me think about this. So cold. I frostbite him. No pig Latin, but I hog tied him. But I hog tied him. Yeah. yeah. This is. I have no idea. This is a tricky one. Normally <laughs> we, we tee you up for something just to get you. So to the, say the it. first. Sorry, the first line again. So cold. So I frostbite him. 
Yeah, so, so I mean, go together. yeah, so I mean, that's clearly talking about his his chains, his watch. Ice. I mean, the yeah, ice. his ice. You, you know, icy. it's like he's yeah, exactly. It's so so cold. All of his jewelry or whatever he's wearing, two chains is wearing that day is uh, is apparently giving everyone frostbite. Yeah, yeah that's I, I cold. That's a cold temperature. Yeah. I do understand that part, but the no pig Latin, but I hog tied him. But I hog tied him. Um, I mean, a pig and a hog, I get um, that. But I don't know what they're doing with the Latin and the tying. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I think one. two chains might have uh, might have had maybe a couple have, too many <laughs> before that one. He I might don't. be so far above us, we don't even know. Yeah, right? that that could be. I mean, I'm embarrassed because I I feel comfortable in this game, but yeah, I, 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 I was looking sh- to stump you. This was one of those ones where it's like pig Latin. This is no win for you. I don't even think yeah, he knows but, what it means. Yeah, it doesn't because it's not. I mean. I've heard some pig Latin lines referenced in songs before that they actually make sense, but that... Uh, you want me to be honest with you? I googled rap lyrics that make no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the ones yeah. that came up. Yeah. He showed it to me I today. And set I, up. He showed it to me today and I read it. I was like, that's that's aw- that's perfect. I have no, <laughs> no clue what idea means. What, he's, what that means. I wish I would have. So that's good. All right. that was we, we, we I feel like you've graduated from the radio show. You, you knocked those out of the park. Now we're up in the level of difficulty yeah. right now. So okay. you're like, uh, you went from a white belt now you're you know yellow so this is Sleaze's favorite part because he used to rap yeah so I, had a, he, some, he, I had a small career underground no big deal unreleased album. <laughs> all right give Kinda it like to him trey's you know detox album all right next one <laughs> kanye west ready pockets on shrek rockets on debt what comes next alien sex wow <laughs> yeah we need some jeopardy music yeah so that's i told you we moved po- pockets on shrek i would assume because you know shrek is is large, large. and he's got large pockets because he's got a lot of money in them correct that's, okay that that can confirm that. one for four and this could be the end <laughs> of it uh what was the next line? you got the frostbite part rockets on deck is what we're asking. rockets on deck yes doc i gotta be careful here yeah. um see i thought Colt, maybe you yeah, Colt, chime what, in. Yeah. Phone a friend. If you Rockets want to phone a friend. Deck. He's got like his, his jets waiting. Yeah, they, See, I never heard him I refer th- to his rocket. I'm going to disagree, yeah. and I think rocket, what he's referring to, could be slang for a pistol or something. Yeah, sort of. that's a gun, and it's on deck, meaning like a guy. Yeah, it's, he's got it. I mean? like, he's got it. need it. I'm a got country it. guy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're we'll give you like a Florida than, Georgia yeah. line. Next yeah, <laughs> we're lovers in our yeah, country exactly. songs. Yeah, but I have no idea. This is why I picked it because I was like, neither of these. I was like, I don't know. So I just want to hear what he comes up. But but the next line is, what comes next? Alien sex. Tough. Yeah. Um. I mean, with Kanye, you just never know what's what he's thinking from one sentence to the next. So I think, um, really after he said the. The first two things, talking about his pockets being large and and having his guns ready. It's like, you know, what what's going to happen now? Some aliens are going to have sex? I don't know. There I it count is. it. That's correct. Yep, so you win. There is no correct answer, but that's correct. Much right be- that was a much better you answer win. than, than hogtied him. You still have the crown. Those were We went high level right there. I don't it's know true. if we can ever bring anything like that. All right, those, that almost, our- those almost weren't fun because I couldn't Too hard? even. Yeah. We thought about well, that. Well, to be honest, but it's I really hard to, to find you. rap lyrics that are appropriate. Breakdown. Yeah. We don't have many in this world. Yeah. We've used a lot of them on you already. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly thought I was like, alien sex might be pushing the line here. I don't want to, you know, go over eh, the line. We're gonna find but, out. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll find out. Now we'll get into our recurring uh, emergency nine. No, no, we got to ask. I got a couple asking for a friend first. Oh, we got a couple of submitted questions for a friend. Oh, no. Okay, we're doing a lot. We got a here. couple of submitted questions from some good friends of yours. Okay. One, some people think you are friends. Not sure if you are. Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm. Not heard of him. He goes, 
Justin, you've played all over the world, some of the best golf courses in the world. Where would you rank 15 at Riviera on your list of favorite holes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He just won't let that one get away from you, will he? You know, I'd probably rank it uh, right above 12 at Augusta. I knew that's where you are going with that. I knew that's where you are going. Right above 12 at Augusta. Oh, well played, sir. That's good. Thank you. All right. I kind of mm, like, I like where you did flipped there. it on him yep. right Sorry, there. Jordan. Just kind of backfired on you. Whoopsies. <laughs> All right. The next one from a guy that lives just down the road a little ways. Gary Woodland. Oh. Mm, your this good friend, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, which week do you think went better? The one where we went to the KU game in New York City and the Alabama football game in Tuscaloosa or when we shared a house this year during the tournament in Boston? <laughs> Please explain to us what all happened at all these things. Uh, the first event where we went to the KU game and then the Alabama game, I would say that was better because at least we had fun. We had some some beverages to, to get us through, but he took me to the KU game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Duke, I believe it was, at Madison Square Garden. Unbelievable experience. You know, Gary knows everybody at KU, and they got us some unreal tickets. And Saw you on TV the whole game. It was really disappointing. Yeah, it's a lot of forehead on TV. And, uh, <laughs> so we watched. We got to watch that game. KU mm-hmm. lost. Uh, but kind of like I explained to him is they could lose, you know, them losing a basketball game is a little different than what mm-hmm. happened a couple of days later at the Alabama LSU football game where we gave up 4,000 points to LSU and lost that was a rough weekend game. for yeah. your, your sports teams. It was. We were so excited, and it went from everyone like loving following along to everyone in Kansas telling me to never come back, and everyone in Alabama telling him. Yeah, to never maybe come you guys back. just don't watch sports together anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. but that was one weekend. But then you have a house together in Boston. Yeah, and I heard something interesting happened. Yeah, we. Uh, so especially during all the COVID stuff, we just had gotten in a habit of myself and and a group of guys and Gary as well. Uh, renting houses and, and bringing a chef along just to feel like it's less places you have to go just as safe as possible and uh so we shared a house that week and gary had had a chef that he'd been using and i had a chef that i've been using the chef that i've been using was working for patrick cantlay and i think jordan that week and his chef i don't know was not <laughs> not working for him yeah so I'm at the house and I text him. I'm like, Hey, uh, when you get in, he's like, Oh, I'll just land to be there in a little bit. I was like, is your chef with you? And he was like, haha, funny. He's like, is uh, chef Parker come in with you? I was like, I no. he's with Cantley. Remember? It's like, you have your chef, right? He's like, no, it's his birthday this week. I'm like, well, we got nothing then because we, uh, yeah, we, we, we do not have anything. So. I blame Gary. Yeah, I, I, blame I 100% Gary blame Gary. I blame so what'd y'all do too. for food? Was that a Postmates week? Uh, Jill made dinner for us the uh, first two nights, I think, and um, we kind of made some made some breakfast to 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 make way. But we ended up. I reached out to Chef Parker and had him uh, had him make some stuff. And please, dear God, see this food. <laughs> We're starving over here. <laughs> Smuggle it over to our house. Gary knows how to make cereal. Yeah, I need help. It's it's pretty much. And uh, neither one of us really. Pl- uh, he missed the cut, and I didn't play very well. So. That was a tough week. Blame Gary. It's what you always go to. Always. All right. Now this is our emergency nine segment where we do this with every guest. Um, Please, would you like to start it off? Yeah, I'll start it off. This is the recurring one we ask everybody. Movie being made about the life of Justin Thomas. Who plays you? Um, I got a good one, I think. Who you think would play me? Yeah. We always, we get our opinion as well. Okay. You can pick any actor. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Can I pick an actress? 
Yeah, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, actually. I mean, I'd love Jennifer Aniston mind. to play me. She's okay, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Who'd you I say? mean, Justin. Who'd you say? As <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. That'd yeah, be kind of cool. Yeah, you got the same legs. Be the best looking you I've might ever been have in the my same life. Leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've got Michael Sarah for you. I had the same dude. No way. That that's might be funny. the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Sarah. It's good. You know who that is? No. Um, have you seen Superbad? Yeah. He's oh. the kid that the girl yeah. wants to hook up with. Yeah, he's great. Wow. By the way, he's don't awesome. take that as I knew he's great. I almost didn't. I'm picturing like, his awkwardness in that movie. But he's great. Yeah, think oh, about, yeah. yeah. There's other movies, but he's yeah. great. And he's funny in everything he does too. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, that's not a. That's a. I feel like that's a compliment more yeah. than anything. That is great. He's that's awesome. That's weird. A good one. Yeah. All right. Good looking. All right. All right. All right. Number two. When your phone rings and you look down to see who it is, do you get more excited if it's your beautiful girlfriend Jill or Tiger? My beautiful girlfriend. She could answer since she's right around she's the right there, dude. <laughs> that was a setup. Wink, wink. If it's Tiger, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, that's okay, good. that's that's the that's the appropriate answer. All right, next one. Uh, why did you demand that your mom stop Snapchatting with Colt? <laughs> He told, he, Why are you looking he told me, dude. I've seen there's some there was some back and forth there. I feel like it was a there real was thing, no and you you shut it down. I've seen my mom try to text before. There's no way that she knows how to Snapchat. She followed me on Snapchat. They snap, we were best friends for a while. They're they're buddies, dude. They're, Most of them are like baby pictures. What's, what's, of you, what's, what's the next weird. question? Okay. <laughs> All right, next up. All right, I want you to react to this following statement: Hitting the golf ball far is not a skill. <laughs> laughable. <laughs> it's laughable. So these are comments from Matthew Fitzpatrick, and I heard yeah. you had some very strong feelings about this. I did, and I, I heard that Matt thinks that I don't like him from what he told someone. Uh, I, I have nothing against Matt. I just think that his opinion was totally wrong. Uh, it just I don't understand how you can tell me or anybody that what Bryson has done. It's like, look, you don't have to like the guy. You don't have to agree with what he's doing. You can think he's different, whatever, but – you can't argue the fact that he has completely transformed his body, which is large, by the way. He is a unit and done it successfully and played well and won a major. And, I mean, he's spent so much time. I mean, he's pretty much given up his life. He's completely changed his entire lifestyle and what he's done. And, I mean, it's just like someone learning to jump higher, someone learning to throw football farther. It's like it, it's a skill, and you can get as mad as you want, but at the end of the day, every single – sport is progressing in some way or the other and obviously this is an extreme but um i just don't know i understand what he was saying about you need to hit it straight and you need to get it up and down but another thing is bryson won the u.s open because he putts the hell out of it not because he hits it really far yeah it helps but if he putted like every other person who hits as far as him he would you know probably be putting my mail in my mailbox every other day so it's like it he makes it count what he has and um, I just don't see how that's not a skill. I think it's a very good skill. Coming from a guy who's pound for pound longest to pound for pound shortest, I think it's a very big skill. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. We'll do a lot more pound for pound things. We're big pound for pound guys on this show. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, next one. Yeah, I know you, I believe you're one of the early investors in Whoop. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, good. Shout out to Whoop. Everyone go get a Whoop. But. A little birdie told me that you are in a little group chat where you guys are all in the group. You can monitor each other's recovery. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to know right now, uh, what's the lowest recovery you've seen from someone in your group? And if you want to give the name of me, who it was. one. Oh, you got a you one. You got one? Twice. Oh, I didn't know one was wow, Kate. Wow, well was possible. played, sir. Yeah. Two times, huh? You beat me. Yeah. When yeah. was that? Um, 
I forget when. No, one of them was. Oh, one of them was after. Uh, it was after Colonial because it was like I. I mean, over quarantine, I was I was very strict about everything I was doing. I I was not drinking at all, very 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 little. Um, I was working out really hard, practicing really hard those last month or month and a half, and then. It was like it was weird. I just I never wanted to. I just was kind of doing my own thing. Then all of a sudden, I played one golf tournament. I'm like, damn, I want to drink. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm back. Exactly. And it's just like I stayed at the Spee's house that that night. I had a couple tequilas, had like a glass of wine, and I woke up the next day like I felt fine. One banger. One? See, that's why I don't believe those things. Sorry, Whoop. I just it frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, the one truth, is truth hard to do. Truth. Like one's like borderline dying. You only got one more and you're dead. Yeah. 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 And you've done it twice. So you might want to check. I mean, the, the thing is, is like I said, I was like, I know what one feels like in this. I've felt worse than this. Yeah. Before. Way worse. Yeah. But it's a lot of it has to do with what, like, because I had been consistently not doing that. It all of a sudden was like, whoa, what the hell are you doing? Like, Shocked to the system. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, that came from your boy, Bud Collie, who, by the way, is the worst researcher. I would call for some scoop and he can't, he literally can't put a sentence. I'm like, okay, bud. See, you're just, <laughs> yeah, so you're lucky that. you're really good at golf because you're got, terrible. Yeah, I've had a lot of times with Bud. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Try for the best. You're born and raised Kentucky, mm-hmm. Louisville. Okay. You, get, you have to pick one event to go to one last time in your life. You picking the Kentucky Derby or the Iron Bowl, Alabama, Auburn. Oh, man. Yeah, we bring tough ones around here, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know you love both of them. Obviously. I'm, I'm going to go Kentucky Derby. Really? That surprised me. I would have gotten yeah. that wrong. I think the Derby is – the Iron Bowl is fun to watch. and I mean, it's obviously great to watch in person. But, I mean, personally, there's not much better place to watch a football game than on your couch. Like, it's just – That's fair. It's nice. But, man, you've been to the Derby. Like, yeah. it is the greatest day experience. It's just such a such a weekend and such an event. Well, man. Nick Saban just deleted your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> And headline Justin he had some, Thomas. He had someone do it for him. Yeah. Justin <laughs> Thomas hates Alabama. That's yeah. what we're going to do. That'll be the headlines for yeah, sure. Exactly. All right. Now that you're a seasoned broadcast veteran after your debut at the match, do you think more broadcasters should add the term fat ass to their repertoire? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not used enough, dude. I agree. I, yeah, that, I was a little nervous on that one. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I, I you know I think it'd be there's obviously a line of of where you can and can't go, but I mean I think it'd be better if you could have some fun on on Dude, those things and, and, you and use say it. it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it, it, knowing Charles and you know him so well, it's like there's very few people that I would there's nobody I would say that to if I didn't know, but there's very few people that I know that on live TV with whatever millions watching that would. I mean, Chuck would love that. Oh, and Chuck yeah. loves it. He can so handle that. He was at Whisper Rock yesterday. Mm-hmm. He went out and played, getting ready for the for the next match. He was hitting some balls. And he's like, yeah, I was talking to your boy Justin before the match. And he's like, he asked me how I get it in the fairway, like when I'm nervous. And he's like, you know, he's like I don't know. And he's like, Justin told me he has a go-to shot. He goes, so I'm working on my go-to shot. <laughs> and me and his boy Roy Green were like, what? contact is that your, <laughs> your go to shot <laughs> like i was like you honestly think you're justin thomas like you can just ball, pick this go to yeah, yeah. let's, yeah. let's just get it going uh yeah. he's the best though uh, he is awesome. yeah all right well like i said earlier we're at your house it's beautiful look around you got a lot of tvs here unbelievable yes. tv setup okay i feel like you know a lot about them okay so ever since y'all returned from quarantine obviously no fans and all this and i watch a lot of golf and every time they show you my tv keeps the sound keeps going in and out i don't know what's going on do you think I should look into getting a new TV or should I call my local cable provider and see if they can help me with the problem? 
Um, I think you should call your local cable. <laughs> yeah, I got the same problem, bro. Mine always going out right after he hits. The sound goes. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what it's that so is. Weird. It's the strangest thing. I called Cox like last week. I was like, "Yeah, it only goes out right after Justin Thomas hits, but I want to see him." That's that's weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, weird. must be an Arizona that's thing. Strange. Yeah, it's yeah. probably just out west. It's a yeah, it's a cable. It's the well the. The delay, you know, because you guys are uh, different time that's, zones. That's, that's, that makes and, total and, sense. And COVID and the moon yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. shit. It's for sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. That makes sense now. Okay, yeah. good. We're glad we cleared that up. All right, last question. You do not miss cuts very often, okay? But you've roomed with my guy Colt here on the <laughs> road three times, and you've missed all three cuts. What is it about Colt that just brings out the absolute worst in you? <laughs> I would say Colt brings out the absolute worst golf, tournament golf in me. Uh, he doesn't bring out the worst in me. No, no. golf-wise, yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, there was obviously Hawaii, Vegas, and what else? You When I had the rent house Phoenix, in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, I really weren't even. I was two for three, just for the record. I wasn't oh, close wow. in any of them. I wasn't even <laughs> remote, like, kind of close. In so any what of is it? And everybody gives me shit about it. And I was like, like, Hawaii this year, we had this two-bedroom thing. And I was like, dude, I literally... I didn't drink a drop of alcohol. We, no. we watched basketball, hung out. Nothing. I think he's poisoning you. Something slipping something in there. No, huh? no. I mean, it's my guy. I would never. Yeah, he's pulling for me. I, I, I think. I, I mean, yeah. I want to watch. It's looks produced. I mean, it's, it's, it's produced a couple <laughs> good Friday nights. I don't yeah, know. But yeah. other other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love Colt, but. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I was going to say our days of rooming and tournaments are done, but Colt retired on us. So. That's true. true. He did retire. And just so you know, the European Ryder Cup team has called me yeah. about coming and hanging around yeah. here in Ryder Cup week, and I said, no, I can't do that to my guy. Yeah. Thank you, Colt. The, the people are bidding on his services right now. Mm-hmm. Like, just hang out and just hang out with JT for a uh, couple days. Colt will buy into that. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, a, everything's got to do. He depends on how big that check is. Everything's you know? He's more number. for sale than awesome. anyone. <laughs> JT, well, this has been a blast, man. We can't thank you yeah. enough. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, well, that was world number three, Justin Thomas. We joined him at his house down there in florida so i'll be honest he's got a lot more trophies around his house than we got there's some hardware yeah there's some hardware some around nice that, and hardware. some pictures too how about the picture of him i was at the par three uh tournament at the masters where it was like he and ricky and jordan, jordan. were all in the same group in the back-to-back hole and, and it's a picture of all three of them in the moment all like freaking out that's one of the coolest pictures i've seen yeah it's really cool he was so much fun to fun to talk to i thought one of the most fascinating things was talking about his relationship with tiger they've they've turned into this little bromance right uh, here which i think yes. probably makes justin's girlfriend julian a little a little jealous at times but it's so cool to see how Tiger's kind of taken Justin under his wing a little bit. Talks about how he helped him getting ready for his first Masters when Tiger was not able to play. But now that he's back playing, he's like, hey, kid, you figured it out on your own. Figure your own shit out. Yep. I, I did it that way. But, yeah, I mean, how cool for Justin Thomas as a guy. That, I mean, literally idolizing this guy coming up like we all did around that, that age. And then all of a sudden you fast forward a number of years and he's the guy requesting to play with you at tournaments and he's taking you under your wing and you're playing with him in President's Cups and things like that. And that's, that, that's invaluable, I think, just being – around tiger in that regard and something that we've seen change in tigers 10 15 years ago i don't think you would have seen him do that and now that he's getting a little bit older he's willing to take guys under his wing i think one of the best qualities justin has and i think why he is so good at what he does he's got that fu inside him you know he's not scared to go out there and i mean he's, he's a competitive man he wants to rip your throat out every time he every time he tees it up against you and i love that like he's a nice guy off the golf course but on the course he's out there to win and all he wants to do is win and it's really cool to see. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting dynamic amongst just those guys down in Jupiter. Like, there's so many of them that live next door to each other, really close to one another, play at the same golf courses, our buddies hang out off the course. But then you get them at a golf tournament, and they all want to kill each other, which I think is cool. Like, I think 
back in the day there were more like rivalries quote unquote but i think every single one of these guys wants to rip the other one's face off every time they're out there but at the same time they're gonna wait for you behind the 72nd green and go out to dinner with you afterwards which i think is, is a pretty interesting pretty cool dynamic amongst these young guys justin wants to kill you at everything he does beer pong I mean, you can play a trivia game. He, he wants to win everything he does. And that's one reason he's so successful. I mean, obviously, he's extremely talented. And I, I think this is a guy we're going to see bouncing back and forth from that number one spot in the world throughout his career. I mean, he's that good. Oh, absolutely. And I thought it was cool talking about what Bryson's doing right now and all the attention that he's getting. Justin's not really in a race to try to hit it 30 more yards or change his body or doing he's like look dude i'm plenty long to win golf tournaments hitting it the way i hit it and he's not kind of falling in i don't want to call it a trap because i think people can be successful with it but he's not out there trying to reinvent the wheel and like yo i gotta keep up i gotta get 100 you know 20 mile an hour club head speed every time or whatever you know i, I he's confident in what he does enough to not have to try to change just because somebody else is doing it and having success no doubt and i'm pretty sure it's a safe bet that he and I will probably never share a house or a hotel together. You're, the, you're the, the one thing that can derail that talent. That's a special man that can that can fuck up some talent like that. It's He's really, pretty good. It's really sad that it, I'm like so well behaved those weeks too. It's the only missed cuts he misses in his He's whole missed career. like six cuts in his career and you're three, three of them. Of them. Yeah, yep. exactly. Also good to have him, our first time doing it on this show, the What Do You Mean? Uh, where he, you know, we will save it for some of our hip hop people, but we might start trotting it out a little bit, breaking That's down some of the segment. lyrics. We did whiff. We were told right after when we were doing the Kanye line, it was rockets on deck, and none of us really knew what the hell was going on. We did find out afterwards from our trusted producer, Mark here, rocket meaning an attractive woman. So rockets mm -hmm. on deck. We were talking about guns First and off, some other stuff. So we whiffed on that. I will never claim to know anything about hip hop. Okay, I just Fair. somewhat try to read the lyrics and hope that they understand what the hell I'm saying. I'm a country music yeah, guy. Yeah, the rhythm so, could use a slight tweak. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't do that. I'm a country music guy. But he's he's done that on a radio show a few times. It's some of the best. So for guys going forward that that are hip hop guys, we got to make sure we'll we'll try to use that segment a few more yeah, times. But thanks to Justin Thomas for joining us. It was an absolute blast. And Slees, we keep the big dogs rolling. Next week, the young fella Matthew Wolf. Live from from in Florida. The wild dog, the wolf, right down there in Old Palm. We had a great time sitting down with him. And, uh, God, it was cool getting all three of those guys. But Wolf, I mean, what he's done in major championships in his short term, two of them, two yep. top fives. Fourth I mean, and second. He ain't, he ain't uh, struggling too bad to get adapted. So, yeah, another big one coming next week. Yeah, and he was a lot of fun. He's a guy like that we knew but we didn't know very well. Right. We got to spend some time, play golf with him at Grove 23 the day before or the day of. Um, the day we recorded it, and I thought that was a big help. Got to know him, got to, he yeah. got to be around us for a little bit, and he was a blast, man. I could have talked to him for two hours. Uh, and he'll talk to you for two hours, yeah. too. Like, even we showed up, neither of us really knew him. By the time we are on the second hole, I mean, it was just business as usual, just chatterbox and all that type of stuff. And you and I both said, on the range even, there's a different sound coming yeah. off of that club face than not, there's not many tour pros that can produce that. He's got this heavy hit and it is fast. And yeah, he's got big upside. Next week's guest, Matthew Wolf. It's a blast, but that's going to do it for this week. We'll talk to you next week on golf subpar.